you ever wonder, do animals still move at night? Well, I mean, I don't really wonder. (laughs) 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 Knowing about (laughs) nocturnal animals, I would say no, but I have often wondered. (laughs) That might be one of our worst transitions. (laughs) Isn't All it? right, um, Dude, that's one of my. It's one of the best things to do is just to really just do like uh-huh. a like kind of a deep thought. But, but it's it. just. Did you ever did you ever see the the deep thoughts by Jack Handy in SNL? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> man. So anyway, yeah, just oh. anyway. Uh, sorry for that. You know, laugh attack, everyone. We are reviewing Night on Earth. It's a Netflix miniseries, yes. documentary, animal series. Where they get to show you a glimpse into Earth, the activities of animals at night. Not people animals. I mean, yeah, we yeah. are animals. Yeah, but, but we already. Animals. If you want to see these shows uh, about people at night, there are many. Yes, uh, and, and be careful. Yes, because <laughs> some of those contents. Are some of the contents mm. are not suitable, not safe for families no, for work. No, but this one is yeah yeah this one is a great family show and i'm gonna just right away give it five stars oh g5 i gave it four a uh, four well okay sorry but i'm gonna peel back and say four and a half because sometimes i did not like the music but oh. i absolutely love animal shows i yeah. love shows about you know nature and especially seeing something i haven't really seen that much before i've seen stuff about you know nocturnal uh species but this one, it was really nice because you're seeing so many things in such vivid picture. Yeah. You know, they, well, they use such cool cameras. Yeah, they really did. It's some high-tech gear. And I, I meant to spend more time kind of delving into a bit more about the actual gear that they used and ended up not getting to it. But it's – I'm sure it's not called Starlight Cameras, but the whole idea is these cameras are able to capture – uh, stuff going on at night, not in just thermal, which they do have some of that. They do have thermal cameras that they use as well as some actual high-end low-light cameras to to the point where it looks like it's almost daytime to where I was wondering, all right, am I having, you know, am I having the wool pull over my eyes here? Is this really just, is this legit? Or yeah, you guys is it another one of those? Me and yeah, because they me? do that. Like some of the shows, yeah. some of the documentaries some Mm -hmm. of them are actually filmed in like zoos or on fake sets and you're like stop it just show us real nature it's okay yeah right yeah but no i gave it i gave it four scoops for kids i think if if your kid likes animals and they like nature shows it'll be right it'll be i mean this is i've seen plenty like tons and i love nature shows ever since i can remember there being shows i would watch any kind of nature documentary nature show anything like that anything with critters running around doing their thing. Yeah, I'm there. Um, and this is a top-level type of quality in terms of the cinematography, in terms of what, they, what they're what they capturing and all that. Now, my gold standard that I now measure everything up to is the original Planet Earth that BBC put out uh, probably about a decade ago or so. Yes. Which is just like the most unbelievable cinematography and shots they got for that thing. And I mean, even Planet Earth 2, which they came out with recently, wasn't as good as the original. The original was just so amazing. They took f- over four years to yes, film it. Was. It was phenomenal. Now, this isn't Planet Earth as far as the quality, but it's still really good. I mean, I gave it four scoops for kids, 
four cups of coffee for the grown-ups. So, I mean, it's a four. Yeah, and I gave, five, it, I gave it four and a, I gave four and a half for kids, and I gave it uh, kind of, uh, I would say four and a half for adults as well. Now, like I said, the only two things that kind of brought it back for me was sometimes the, uh, just sometimes in these documentaries, if I if I start to notice the music, yeah, it's a problem. Yeah, you know what you, I mean. You like want it, it to be, you want it to compliment, but you don't. I know. Want it to I want it. To, I want yeah. it to be there, mm-hmm. but not be noticeable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's, you know, it's a, it's the score. You're not supposed to really notice it too much with these. And yeah. sometimes I was just pulled back, and uh, you know, people were complaining about the narrator of this. Really? And, yeah, people online. That's some of the things. Oh, see, so yeah, I, I, I thought the thought narrators fine. were fine. Samira Wiley is the narrator. I thought there were two narrators. Now I thought they were fine, and I think the only thing is that people are, you know comparing these narrators to david attenborough yeah that's which that's a, you know that's a hard <laughs> comparison okay it's like, I'm gonna, i mean that's like comparing every basketball player to michael jordan or lebron lebron james or kobe bryant right i mean you you have your pinnacle yeah of the profession he's the pinnacle he's like the top now i will say this though i think sigourney weaver who's done a number of these she's fantastic as well yes the two of them are like neck and neck like you can give me a nature show with either of them narrating or both Ooh, Ooh, and i'm totally on board i thought the narration was fine i didn't really have much of an issue with it i think sometimes what they try to do is they try to get too dramatic yeah i agree and i think good narration for nature shows is just keep it simple, stupid, right? Kiss. Yeah, the yeah. Acronym. Keep it simple, stupid. Don't try to over-dramatize it. We're not here for, you know, dramatized narration. We're here f- I mean, one of the great things about David Attenborough is he'll have these little comments off, you know, here and there, these little kind of quirky and fun, you know, s- fun little comments or um, little jokes, but he, they don't lay into it. They don't try to get overly dramatic. He's just narrating what's going on and... What's the animal doing this for? And why are these birds dancing that way? And it's because they're birds of paradise and they're hilarious and awesome and beautiful. You should watch that one too, Birds of Paradise. Another yeah. good one. Yeah, that Another was a good really one. Good nature show. And now uh, on the note of David Attenborough, did you know that he – sorry, I, I feel like we've finished our review. It's a really it good really, one. Yeah. It's a really good, it's it's a really good show. There's you not kn- too much to review to a nature yeah. show, right? <laughs> yeah, we're Either not, not going to try to give away all the spoilers oh, no. of, of which animals die yeah, right. which don't <laughs> Guess what? The cheetahs chase some animals, and they catch some. The lions, they chase some animals. Nom, they nom, catch nom. Some. nom, nom, nom. Okay. Oh, sorry. Two two things. First off, when you are watching a cheetah or a lion chase yeah. something, who are you rooting for? Go. I heard you asking this, too, at work, because we had a power <laughs> outage, and so we weren't able to do anything, and I heard you asking. And I go back and forth. One, there's so many wildebeest and, and gazelles just running around you know it's like come on there's so many there's not that many cheetahs but at the same time i feel bad for the poor little grazer that was just there munching nom nomming on some grass it's like oh look at this lovely sunny day oh i'm gonna go eat some grass and oh no my throat's getting crushed by this uh, you know i mean i feel bad for him so i go back and forth um ultimately i kind of want them to catch it but then I don't need all of the 
entrail tearing scenes mm. at some nature shows. Like do you the, like it when they just flash forward to there's blood everywhere all over the fur and yeah, that's you, it? Like you can they, do a cut scene. They're like, full, you know? You, you see them take the, the, the wildebeest down and then you cut to them later and you got a bloody lion. It's like, okay, we know what happened. That lion's, <laughs> we all know uh, what the happened. The lion was not eating <laughs> cranberries. <laughs> yeah. Now, see, I also go back and forth, but here's the thing. If it is a documentary or a story that follows the cheetahs or lions or leopards or whatever it is, you know what I mean? I start to feel bad because they're hungry. I'm like, they're mm. like, and this cheetah hasn't eaten for seven days. I'm yeah. like, well, gosh, you got to get some food. <laughs> I, I know. Somebody shoot one so it's easier to catch. I mean, this poor like, cat. I'm like, you've got to do something. Otherwise, Look at that little face. How do you not want it to be your bloody? Your genes are going bye-bye right <laughs> That's now right. you don't do this, which I guess could be a good thing for the species. But I'm also a little bit speciest because if it's like a gazelle – or if it's a wildebeest, you know, those, when I see like, you know, cheetahs or lions catching, a lot of times I'm like sad, but not overly sad. If it's a baby elephant or yeah. a baby hippo, I'm like, you better get away. I know. That's you got to run. <laughs> I don't care if you haven't eaten for a week. You don't get to eat him. <laughs> yeah. There are certain ones where you're like, well, and it's partly because like with elephants or hippos, you don't have as many. You know, yeah. when you see a herd of 3,000 wildebeest tromping through this, you know, the, the Serengeti and you've got five lions and the mama's like, I haven't fed these stinking brats in five days. They're all over me. They won't get away from my stomach. I need to kill something now. It's like, all right, look, there's 3,000 of these things. One of them's going to be a straggler. You just keep at it, mama. You'll get it. You'll get it because you got a camera crew here. So, you know, it has to work, of course, because mm-hmm. they're not going to leave until you catch something. Yeah. So just keep hunting. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, on the uh, the second note with uh, David Attenborough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, So yeah. did you know he's coming out? He uh, There was a trailer for his new movie. And oh. he, it's going to be uh, available for streaming, I think, in a, a couple months or something. But it's also going to be uh, available to watch in theaters for like a day or something like that. Huh. And it's called A Life on Our Planet. Huh. A Life on Our Planet. It's a, a really uh, – it's a good watch for the trailer because, I mean, his voice is just – Yeah. I mean, just – rhythmic and beautiful and he's talking about uh the the idea of this film he says is to help humans save the planet and humans actually be able to uh kind of take back what we've done or help things because we kind of are not kind of we are the problem does it have us chasing gazelles because that would be some fantastic camera work there i mean honestly we wouldn't be able to (laughs) get that far although true Humans are one of the best um, distance animals, like on the planet. You know the 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 stuff Slow that we and steady, can do, right? Slow yeah, and I steady. mean, really, the stuff that we can do is is crazy. They used to have, um, uh, I can't remember where, but the people who would go to hunt deer way back when would just continue to track it. So they would just jog. You can't outrun a deer in a sprint. But they would just continue to run, to jog, and just track the deer yeah. to where the time they actually found the deer, it was exhausted. And so then they would just kill it. So all, all it would be was just this long distance, like, yeah. uh, marathon for them. I would have starved to death because I'm not. 
<laughs> You're like, oh, a berry. Well, this is nice. Oh, I like fruit. Oh, this is good. It, this is poison. Right. <laughs> yeah, right. Not All right. Good. So anyway, the show is Night on Earth. It's a mini series on Netflix. Yep. Easy watch. It's one of those that you can just turn on, not worry about, have fun. And then the second one, go ahead and watch the trailer of uh, A Life on Our Planet, David Attenborough. It looks like a good watch, and it's something that I will be seeing in theaters. I don't know if I'll see it in theaters, but I'll definitely be seeing it. I, I have to reserve the the uh, movie theater money for when I take Caleb to see some sort of movie, which is generally a superhero-themed type of movie. Um, although, he's getting old enough now that we might be able to hit Top Gun 2, which comes out in June. Mm. Maverick. Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, have you seen the trailer for that one? Uh, I don't want to, because I know I'll watch it. I don't want to see any trailer because I know I'll watch it. And then if I see the trailer, I'll know some of the stuff about the movie. And that's why I don't like trailers most of the time. I'm pretty pumped for Unless it. Unless it's something I have no idea about and I actually need to know. If it's something I'm basically, I, I'm going to force my child I am, to watch the first one. He's 12 now. So we're going to watch the first Top Gun, and then we'll go see Top Gun 2. I'm almost 100% anti-trailer for stuff I know I already <laughs> am interested in. Oh, uh, no. See, man, that's part of my hype mode. I, I get myself hyped for it. I'm like, yep, I got to see the trailer. Got to get hyped for it. You know? Oh, yeah. Like the Mandalorian? Oh, yeah. I probably saw maybe 10 seconds of the trailer, and I was like, nope, I, I don't, I don't want to see anymore. I watched I every know Mandalorian it. trailer, the different one that they put yeah, out. Star like, yeah, Star Wars trailers? No. Hyped. Avengers trailers? No. I literally, when Katie and I were on a road trip, because I hadn't seen, like, I didn't want to see any of the trailers for Endgame. So anytime anything would pop up, on like something we were watching, I'd close my eyes, I'd cover my ears, and I would like hum something or say something so I just wouldn't get distracted. You want to know one of the reasons anything. I really like trailers? I like to see what they t- cut from the theater or cut from the movie release, the theatrical release that was in a trailer. Because sometimes you'll have a trailer, you'll have a scene in there that doesn't actually make the final cut. They cut the trailer first. Right, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh yeah," and then after they go back for the final edit, they don't they cut that and they leave it out. Every now and then, you'll get a trailer that has something that was never in the movie. Yeah, yeah, I completely get that. Like, I can go watch a trailer after I've seen a movie. Now, nah, man, it's <laughs> part of the hype. Part All right. Hype. Anyway, go ahead and uh, you know message us whether you are anti-trailer or pro-trailer. Pro-trailer. As always, I'm Jeremy. I'm Jason. We got you back. All right. If you want to get in touch with us, there are a number of ways you can do it. You can hit us up on Twitter at the underscore PG pod. It's our new Twitter account on Instagram at Reno guidance podcast, all together, lowercase, no spaces or anything like that. Or you can email us at PGP connection at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you and to many more episodes. Remember, we got you back. The Parental Guidance Podcast is a creation of Silver Badger Productions. If you would like more information, go to www.silverbadgerproductions.com or on Twitter at Silver Badger Pro.